Welcome, Claremont. Thank you for joining me on this introductory episode of my new podcast, Claremont Speaks. My name is Russ Binder, and I've created this podcast with two goals in mind. The first is to provide the people of Claremont a bigger and better way to be heard. What I see is that the citizens of Claremont have a lot to say and have no real good way to be heard, to have their views, their perspectives, their desires, their wants, their needs, their their complaints aired properly. For instance, when the city council was discussing, considering, having the sheriff's department replace the Claremont police department, people showed up in droves. It was standing room only, the lobby was full, the porch was full, they were out to the street, and that meeting went on for hours. Why? Because Claremont was passionate about it, they showed up, spoke up, and made sure that their views, their opinions, their choice of direction for the city was heard face-to-face to the city council live. I think that's spectacular. More recently, now that all of the city council meetings are on Zoom, the city council had a discussion regarding the Village South project. Same thing, except by Zoom. People were stacked up. It was like a holding pattern at a major airport, waiting to be heard. That meeting went again. Past midnight, almost to one in the morning. They had to cut off at some point. I think it was because it was getting a light out. And they decided to have the meeting a couple nights later, continue it on to make sure everybody got heard. And they did. Fair enough. Everybody got their four minutes. Fair enough. The Brown Act doesn't allow a lot of discussion, but everybody that wanted to speak, I think, got to. To the credit of the city council, they listened to everyone. They read letters. They read emails. They read everything. Everybody got to be heard. That being said, I still don't think that's the best way to be heard. At the public comment section of the Claremont Council meetings, you get four minutes. Okay, four minutes for some issues is not even enough to set up the framework. Four minutes for some speakers who are not accustomed to public speaking find that a bit daunting. They just think it's too short or it's too long. They feel put on the spot. It's not conversational at all. The Brown Act prohibits discussion with the city council during that time. So it's a one-way tell. It's not an interactive conversation. People are used to conversations. That's what they do. They speak, they listen, they get feedback, they can be themselves, they tend to be way more genuine than being put on the spot with a time limit in a spotlight on the floor into a microphone that is marginally audible. And they speak to an audience, the city council, that is not allowed to respond. I mean, the rules are the rules. The Brown Act prohibits that. And we get that. And it's fair that everybody gets their four minutes of fame. Great. They get four minutes of awkwardness. They get four minutes of being put on the spot. They get four minutes to make a speech and not have a conversation. And when they ask a question, they don't get an answer for hours, if at all. And I don't think that's very inviting, natural, or something people want to do or listen to. And please understand, I'm not blaming, criticizing, diminishing anyone on the council, the venue, the staff, anything. I'm not knocking it so much as I'm just saying that I think that this is Claremont. We can do better and we deserve better. And that's what this podcast is all about. And I want this podcast to be one step up, maybe two, from social media. Facebook and Nextdoor are okay. Lots of conversations happen there. Lots of information gets shared. But I also think it has its downsides and its limits. And I'd like to have this podcast, Claremont Speaks, overcome those downsides, erase those limitations, and do without all the negative aspects of the way people interact with each other on social media. 
Bottom line, I would like the speakers to present themselves to the people of Claremont in the most genuine, true, natural fashion they can. In doing that, I think we'll achieve the second goal. The second goal is so that the listeners of this podcast can consume that content, get the real picture of what's going on. The, the people of Claremont get too much of a filter. If we just once again focus on the four minutes of fame at the public comment section at the Claremont meetings, it tends to be a lot of the same people. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it doesn't provide the folks who are observing these meetings, listening in, watching from home, a whole lot of variety. And for a city that is focused on diversity, as Claremont is, and rightfully so, there should be also focus on viewpoint diversity. It isn't, shouldn't be just the same people with the same viewpoints from the same position, from the same perspectives. I want the listeners of this podcast to get something different. Variety, diversity, something new, something you haven't heard before. I'd like to have the listeners get not only the information, the story, the news, the perspective of the speaker, but I'd like to have the listener also get to know the speaker better themselves. And I think that's something that's sorely lacking from the majority of all the information transfer mechanisms we employ today. So for this pre-first episode, episode 0.0, I'd like to spend a minute or two to introduce myself and tell you how this podcast came to be. Several years ago, I attended some open meetings regarding the building uh, and the bond issue for the first police station, the one that was going to be up at roughly the city yard, right? And after the way the water district maneuver went, I thought I just couldn't sit back and do nothing. So I figured, hey, let's go to some meetings. Let's see what this is about. I at least got to get a little involved. You know, this is my money. This is my home. This is where I live. I should do, at least get informed. I thought, why not? Maybe I could ask a few questions. Maybe that'll be a good start. And I wanted to do so because I saw parallels between the police station project and the previous water district maneuver and thought, oh man, they're running down the same road. Let's not make the same mistakes again. I got to see what this is about. So they had some open meetings with uh, some of the representatives from the different committees and what have you. One of them was at the Claremont Craft Ales. So one afternoon, I walked my dog over there, sat down, got a beer, got the dog some snacks, and waited for the presentation to begin. When the meeting finally started, it was still just me and my dog. So they talked about the project, how it was going to go, how much it was going to cost, etc., etc., and I started to ask some questions. And the kind of questions I usually ask are not broad brush, big idea questions. They're more like, do you have the details on the, of whatever it is fully under control? How much is this going to be? Where is this going to be? When is this going to be? Who's doing this? Who's responsible? Boom, boom, boom. You know, I really want to know that they had this thing figured out. This isn't just, you know, sit back, spend money and see how it goes. Apparently those questions were a little more probing and pointy than they were comfortable with. I think I, it almost became a bit adversarial, which believe me, was not my intent at all. I'm not there to bash on anybody, but we're talking 25 or $50 million. I got some questions. That's all there is. So I think what happened was the owner of Claremont Craft Ales, uh, she got a little frosted and stepped in and told me, look, rather than you coming in here and just being a big gas bag, quote unquote, why don't you get on one of these citizens oversight committees and actually do something? I had no idea there was even such a thing as citizens oversight committees. Frankly, uh, setting the gas bag uh, moniker aside for the moment, 
I thought she had the right idea. Okay, I'll do it. I went down. I applied to both the police station and the Future Financial Opportunities Committee. Mayor Nasali thought I was the better fit for the FFOC, so I was invited to join. I accepted. I asked to be the chairperson, and the group acquiesced, probably because I just asked nice and they didn't want to do it. We met for months afterwards, uh, reviewed a lot of information, facts, figures, and everything to come up with some recommendations for the council. And when I was done with that, I felt like, you know what? It feels like I really did something something of value. Can't call me a gas bag anymore. Even though not many of those recommendations have been implemented, I'm still proud of the work that was done. Really, I think the benefit to me more was got to see how everything worked under the hood with the city. I got to see how things work and I walked away with a sense of accomplishment. That's where I began to attend the city council meetings, got interested, had some suggestions, and became acquainted with, as I said, the four minutes of fame during the public comment section. And my summary opinion of the four minutes of fame there is that while they treat you fairly and you get your four minutes and they listen, you don't get a sense of whether you'd made your point or they understood what you were saying and whether they were thinking about actually doing something as a result of what you'd said. So I think people step up to the mic and address the council for a number of reasons, but mostly I think it's because people want results. They want to see something change. They want to see something happen. So first, they need to know that the message was received. And the second is that if they've persuaded anybody to take action and do something about their issue. And I think the beauty of this podcast is going to be that through the magic of statistics, you'll know how many people heard what you had to say, downloaded the podcast. You know, you'll know if it's getting more popular. Uh, And through, of course, listener feedback you'll know what they think, what they're going to do. This is going to be way more interactive than just four minutes of fame. Say your piece. Please conclude your comments. Thank you for speaking. Please drive through. And if that isn't bad enough, this podcast may be extra timely because now I understand that the Claremont Council is considering removing public comment from the meetings entirely. And in doing that, that will make this podcast, Claremont Speaks, all the more valuable. Goes away there, can be replaced in much better fashion here. And in the end, if the ultimate result is that something actually gets done, something happens, we get real results, then perfect. And so with that, I'd like to wrap up this first episode with a call to action. In other words, I'd like to have you, the listener, respond Tell me what it is you'd like to hear about. Tell me who you'd like to hear from. Tell me what it is that really you would like to know more about, about Claremont, about the people, about the government, about the programs we're doing, whatever it is. All feedback's welcome. You can contact me at claremontspeaks at gmail.com or the Claremont Speaks Facebook page. I have some outstanding speakers already committed for recording this upcoming weekend. Michael Sarasso, running for council, Bennett Rhea, also running for council, and Rolando Talbot, a member of the Claremont Police Commission. And I have about a half a dozen other folks that are fascinating. I couldn't be happier with the kind of response I'm getting. I'll announce them when they've made a firm commitment on a date to record. So with that, listeners, thank you for listening to my introductory episode. I am sure that this experience, uh, this ride we're going to take together is going to be extraordinary. The next episode, uh, I'll post in another few days, is going to focus on the closing of the Claremont Club and what we can do about it. Given that, I thank you for listening, and I hope to see you back here once again when Claremont Speaks. <laughs>